back. We are Yoni and Laura Fine, also known as Fine Fine, whatever. (laughs) As long as that makes us giggle. I think other people say it's funny to them too, so bonus. Well, it's it's weird that it's funny to us because fine fine jokes are things that we hear on the daily, so. um. Own it. (laughs) Own the fine joke. You fine, I'm fine, it's good. There you have it, folks. (laughs) Um... (laughs) All right, welcome to episode six. Thank you so much for listening with us, and we are still enjoying having these conversations, so we're going to keep doing it. Yeah, we are. Um, We're really happy that people have been joining us and listening to us tell our stories and share our thoughts, um, and that's been really fun for us. Uh, Some people have been sending in letters which is really (laughs) lovely or just sharing some of their feedback um which is giving us a sense of what what we're saying that feels useful and not as useful um a lot of the people that are writing are yoni's former students which is super cool um let me read one more of those um this is from allison um who also gave us our first itunes review as alison so thank you again thank you and she wrote thank you thank you thank you to you and laura for making a podcast I've been in a funk lately, and hearing Mm. your beautiful voices this morning really helped me. Made me smile to observe your relationship and listen to you talk about these songs you love and why you love them. It was so honest and tender. Made me feel all warm and glowy inside to be a part of it, even as a passive listener. Mm. So thank you, Allison, for that. Someone else also shared that he was going through a sort of rough time and that listening to one of our episodes... Made him feel better. Is that someone else that said that? Um, yes. Um, yes. That's, I mean, I can't think of any. If you, y'all want to motivate me, tell me things <laughs> like that, because that will get me uh, excited about keeping something going, you know? So. <laughs> um, so let's get to music, shall we? Uh, yeah, okay. Who's going first? Who's going first? Um, maybe me. Okay. I don't know. I'm Go feeling uh, <laughs> like I'm ready to take some space. <laughs> take it. I want. I want to go. Me. Go. Laura's, okay. had, Laura's had a bit of a rough week. You I guys. have had a rough week, so yeah. um, I might have things so to say. Let's let her go first, then. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what's, what's the harm? <laughs> Gosh, why are you guys being so like? No, don't go, Laura. I want to hear Yoni's song. Be quiet. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You're always yeah, so yeah. I got kind you. to me. Yeah. Um, All right. So what's the song you're thinking about? It is an Iron and Wine song um, that is called Naked As We Came. Mm-hmm. And if people don't know, Iron and Wine is actually the name of just a guy. There's so, one guy, but so, he's Iron and Wine. Same theme. Yeah. <laughs> uh, He's an amazing guitar player, an amazing singer, and an amazing songwriter. Yeah, and I he writes some really interesting things about committed relationships and, and uh, being in love that um, grabbed me a lot when Yoni and I were first getting together. Uh, and this song in particular, I feel like, is about all of the best parts of marriage and choosing to be committed to someone else and planning on growing old with somebody, planning on having a family with somebody. Um, And for me, when we chose to do that, um, that was all really hard for me to picture (laughs) what that would look like or feel like. And I'm sure it is for everybody, but I also didn't grow up in a family where I saw that anywhere. And so um, I I feel like this song was the first uh, thing I ever heard that helped me set some intentions of okay. what I wanted our relationship to yeah. feel like. This song is also really scary. It is. For me. Well, yeah. yeah. Let's listen to it. Okay. Okay. This song scares you? I mean, yeah, but at the same time makes me feel better about the thing that is scary. Okay. All right. All right. Will die 
okay right so there's an ex- there's something beautiful to it there's also acceptance and maybe some certainty about we can't stop that and being scared of it doesn't make it not happen yeah and it's not even not being scared of it it's like pay turn your gaze to the things that are absolutely gorgeously beautiful about it mm-hmm. the fact that i am you know one of us will die inside these arms that's if, if death if, if you don't if you stop thinking of death as something negative or scary, the fact that you're doing it in somebody's arms, mm-hmm. you know, that makes it seem okay. That's the, in that last verse in Twirl Me, which is the first song that we did on our podcast. You can go uh, back and listen to episode one. Episode one. one um, the, the, the third verse is two lovers saying goodbye to each other when one is dying. Right. And the one who's dying is comforting her partner by saying um you don't need to cry there's nothing to fear of for moving on yeah and that's that's sort of the tone of what you're talking about too of of the transition from the end of life to whatever is after right, right? let's appreciate um, the promise we made to be there for each other when mm-hmm. that transition happens for whichever one of us it happens first for right and also the i mean i hear in it the beauty of the certainty that I know we will share that. You know what I just started thinking about, though, when I was saying how comforting that is? What? Though, and then for the first time, I was really thinking, yeah, but the song is also saying it's comforting. It's only going to be really comforting for one of us, whoever goes first. Yeah. Only one of us will get to die inside the other person's arms. Uh Uh-huh. That's not fair. Yeah. If you're listening and you're thinking, whoa, it just got really heavy, like yeah. really fast. I mean, this is kind of the stuff that we've been talking about. I had a hard week. Yeah. I lost somebody this week. So um, it's been something that's been on my mind and heart all week. And I've been having a lot of conversations about it with um, really nice friends and colleagues and uh, people that care about me. Um, but it's definitely been, I've been sort of a... Um, one issue person last week uh, so all I've been thinking about so it's maybe not super surprising that I chose a song that is yeah. talking about death um, but I think you have been able to be kind of through processing it with all of your friends and colleagues and mentors and people that you know are, are talking to you about it and that you're being open with it's helping you I think from the way you're talking about it now get to see what's beautiful about um what can be beautiful about that transition if you Mm -hmm. think of death or moving on as a transition yeah i've been thinking in general about 
What's helpful about knowing you'll die at some point is that it gives some urgency to your life, I think. Sure. Um, you know, it becomes important for me to say what I mean and do what I mean and, and make the choices that make me feel alive now, right? And if I'm not doing that, if I'm delaying making the big change or doing the important thing or saying the scary thing to somebody, why am I doing that, you know? Um, cause if I don't do it right now, maybe it's not the right time. You know, I have a, a sense in my head for the purpose of waiting until the right time for a certain thing. But sometimes I'm like, what are you waiting for? You know, right. what are you afraid of? And what happens if I die tomorrow? You know, <laughs> then, um, you know, this person might not know that I saw them standing there and they looked beautiful. Right. You know, um, you know, it's, I give a lot of compliments on the street when I see someone. Now, Laura always compliments <laughs> people's dresses or skirts or bags if she likes them. And it's just, it's really cool actually seeing their response. Cause people are a little bit like initially, initially you just have a, um, a kind of guarded reaction if a stranger talks, starts talking to you on the street, right? Like most yeah. people do. And so I mean, I first... used to do it with other women. First of all, I'm not like flirting with all the dudes on the street. <laughs> Unless one time I saw a guy walking by in a really sharp suit and I couldn't help it. I was like, that is sharp. Really? <laughs> yeah. What do you look like? <laughs> I don't even remember. I was looking at the suit. <laughs> anyway, but it is really cool seeing people's reactions because uh, uh, it doesn't happen very often. Well, and the thing I realized, like the reason I say it is because if some like cool woman is walking down the street and turning my head because she's just like putting out something that drew my attention. Um, she made my day brighter. Right. And as a woman, like I want to tell another woman, girl, you're doing something awesome right now. You know, like you're just putting out something that, uh, I felt and I want you to know, like, why shouldn't you communicate that? You know? Um, and, and, you know, generally that's something if I'm just on the street, it's like someone who put together, is wearing a dress that I like, right? But I know that when she put that on, like <laughs> part of her is like excited about how cute it is and looking cute. And I want her to know I saw, you know, because yeah. that's how I feel when I'm putting on a dress that I like, you know? Yeah. So, oh, that was just from like living, like you're going to die. To, like, what's the point of being afraid to. What's the point people? of being quiet if you've got something you want to say? What's yeah. the point of, of being afraid to connect with somebody if you're feeling that pull, right? right? What's the point of being kind what's the point of of not being kind if you feel an like instinct to do something for another person right but right. maybe they think it was weird or maybe like, yeah if we weren't afraid um, that people would think that people would always think we were weird we would probably be way nicer to each other i i hope so right like i just think i think we'd be a lot of things differently to each other I mean, that's what something that's scary about the internet of how mean people can be to each other because they um aren't afraid that someone's going to judge them or, right. or think badly of them right but for all of that there's people just you know sharing pictures of dogs that make them happy you know uh-huh. and just being nice <laughs> by saying nice things about their each other's dogs and that's great yeah i <laughs> yes <laughs> Getting videos, fantastic. What? <laughs> um, um, but I think you know my point is more like recognizing that potential. Well, the inevitable end of something is part of what it can make it hard to appreciate something because you're yeah. so afraid of losing it. Yeah. Right. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. Um, and it can also give you the incentive to get really present and get the most out of whatever you're going to have, right? whatever you can, you know, like I think about that one meal we had at craft in New York city. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Somehow through various circumstances, Yoni fine and I end up at Tom Colicchio's restaurant in Manhattan. um, And we have a free meal, (laughs) one free meal. And that's the kind of place that's easily like one fifty a person for at least um, dinner. If you're trying to be cautious, you know, <laughs> maybe you have a drink, right? It's a very expensive restaurant. Um, and we knew that we would never, ever be in any restaurant that was that expensive ever again, you know, and we got to get whatever we wanted. <laughs> This magical, weird, um, spectacular thing that happened. And I remember the entire time knowing this will never happen again. I think we said it 30 times while we were eating. It's most of what we said. (laughs) And I don't, I mean, I I, I kind of remember some of the food. I do remember that we couldn't decide which dessert to get. And we were asking the server and then she just brought all of them, which was like a dream. Yeah, (laughs) That was like... The kinds of yeah. and that amazing ham- dreams I have sometimes where I can eat whatever I want. <laughs> and that hammered that point home. We're like, wow, 
that this kind of service and all that is never going to happen again. To right. Us. And then I really appreciated it. You yeah. know, um, that whole experience was very much of um, yeah, I remember knowing that, that I would never do it again. And so I better soak this all in right now. And I didn't have in that particular experience, I didn't have a whole lot of sadness about the fact that it would never happen again. Yeah. Um, and so that's different. I used to always think about that when I, I used to ski a lot when I was a kid. My dad took us out skiing, you know, every year and um you know for a week and sometimes we'd you know by the if on the fourth or fifth day of skiing or whatever um on the last run and to a to a lesser degree every last run of the day since we'd be skiing all day i remember you know we were we were aware this is going to be the last run the lifts are closing Mm, and so mm -hmm. that whole way down i just remember really thinking about how fun this was Mm -hmm. and how absurdly just silly fun it is to be Mm -hmm. gliding down snow Uh on a mountain on giant skis like for no reason Mm -hmm. other than because it's fun and it feels good and you know by the i was sad that the the, the day was ending but Mm -hmm. like that last run i always and it was usually kind of just like a cruiser where you're just kind of taking it easy and just going fast and oh so like i really fun those are the skiing that's probably my most vivid one of my Mm -hmm. most vivid skiing memories because um, I made a point of being really conscious about it. Right. You got really present yeah. and you made sure to absorb the experience, right? Which is why those memories are sealed in your head. And the way that memory works, actually, people have a harder time recalling positive memories um, in yeah. general. You remember painful ones more? Right. You remember scary, painful experiences more easily because your brain is wired to protect you from having that experience again. And so it's... Makes sense. You're, you're if you're lulled into a state of relaxation and you're you know pleasant and happy um your brain isn't always on record right <laughs> well it'd be dangerous to remember that feeling too much because then you let your guard down too much maybe um it, it, maybe it's also just like a I'm not sure there's probably a researched answer or um more scientific no 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 make yours up They're oh, good. Well. <laughs> I just, um, I think part of it in general is like expending brain energy, right? So your brain um, yeah. can only hold so much. So make sure to record the really scary bad right. things to keep you safe. But right? otherwise it goes into sleep mode. Otherwise it's just chilling. Conserve its you know? battery. And maybe to, in order to be more present because when you, something scary is happening, right? Yeah. You're all focused on that one thing. Yeah, that makes sense. And so your, your attention is, um, you know, going through this one piece and you don't have a broader experience, right? So maybe that's part of it too. I'm um, hypothesizing right now, but my point oh, yeah. <laughs> was that because that is part of our experience, you have to work a little harder to internalize uh, good memories, um, which is, I think, part of why people take photos and spend time um, reposting their pictures on sure. Facebook and things like that. That's part of a process of making sure to hold positive memories. Um, I don't love that particular strategy of photo taking because I find it a little more separate, but it's not so much in my memory. Um, but something like this, where you take a moment and you make sure like, I have this really lovely, distinct memory of a time that you kissed me in Lake Tahoe. Remember that? I'm not sure. Oh no, you have to, because it was when we were, um, at Shakespeare by the lake and, um, it was beautiful out. And I remember you said, remember this kiss. Let's have, let's kiss right now (laughs) and let's make sure to remember remember it. it. Um, and that really worked. Like, that's one of my best memories. But it was just because we, like, chose to record, you know? Yeah, we pressed record. Yeah. And and that's actually... Your cousin, Yael, at our wedding um, gave me probably the best advice for getting through that day where she said, you're not going to remember anything later and you're going to wish you did, but you're going to be so busy and distracted, it'll be hard. So try to take mental pictures, like pause every now and again mm. and take a mental picture um, and... It'll help you hold it later on. She's and really I did smart. that. Yeah. And and it worked. Was there um, another lyric from the song that you always kind of get stuck on? or? It's really just the idea. Okay. It's the idea of, um, well, there's just the idea of being like waking up in the morning. So there's something about what he's saying of how later on this thing is going to happen. And I'm thinking about that. But I also think about just early morning, like Sunday morning. <laughs> Um, sleeping in, knowing your kids are asleep. Uh, <laughs> it's Saturday night right now while we're recording. So yeah. Laura's talking about what's coming up. Maybe. <laughs> no, they're going to wake up before us. But um, like just looking at your partner who is sleeping and thinking all of these loving things yeah. about them and appreciating 
that experience of sharing life yeah. and, and hearing That's, your partner breathe. Yeah. And, and he talks about while our children are sleeping, like stealing this moment. Oh, that's yeah. right. Cause that's fitting. She says, um, she says, wake up. There's no use pretending. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and that seems like that's obviously symbolic of what he's talking about in the song, but also just I right. think catching a moment in the morning of being like, you know, we're both awake. I've never stopped to think about how it works in those two ways. That's great. And it's just, for me, it's just something about like, you know, that kind of love where you share a bed and like yeah. a life and the daily and rhythm with shot, somebody. Like, I don't know. And, I feel like so many shots from scenes are going through my head that, you know, filmmakers notice too, that that's, the greatest way to capture a certain, you know, intimacy and, you know, waking up together, mm, you know, mm-hmm. you, you know, the way that that's always shot in movies. Right. And, and it shows up in song lyrics too. Right. Well, and it's shot, it's shot in movies where when like it's a one night stand or it's awkward, right. You immediately wake up, you look at the other person and you're like, Oh my God, I need to get yeah, out so of here. That right? one or there's the one that... And then there's the other one that shows like, we're so comfortable right. with each other that, right. um, we're just waking up in bed and there's that much familiarity yeah. and, certainty yeah so i i think about just that because it also implies it's another thing we've talked about of how most songs are not about this stage of love um, most of them are more about the beginning of a relationship yeah. um or a breakup right um but that stage of which is a really different kind of love where you've been together a long time you've gotten used to each other there was a thing going around on facebook this week that was um somebody writing about what love feels like after that initial passion is gone Mm -hmm. um, in this really beautiful way of how it's no longer about maybe you still get butterflies, right? But instead of butterflies, um, it's not that a lot of people will grieve that the butterflies are gone, which makes sense to me, but without appreciating what came in place of it, Mm -hmm. which is the piece in this song of knowing that of course this person's here they never really left right Mm -hmm. like even when they go to work and they come back like i'm expecting to see them they're a part of my experience i know they're coming back we just are together so like i don't get butterflies as much as i did like all that nerves and anxiety but the nerves and anxiety were like partially insecurity and nervousness and not knowing what you were going to do or say, or if something happened, would we still be okay? And instead I have the experience of being like, I can predict exactly what you're going to get out of the fridge right now. And I like that, you Uh know, (laughs) I can predict exactly how you're going to walk in this room and what you're going to put down first. You know, I love that. It's the difference between the feeling of, if you think about it kind of visually in terms of going up or going down or floating or sinking, and sinking has a negative connotation, but if you think about the butterfly feeling as that fluttery, like you're losing your sense of being connected to the ground, and that's very fun and that's very scary mm-hmm. and all those things because it feels like you're flying, which is, you know, most people's dream, mm-hmm. um, but it's also scary. And this other feeling is the feeling, that good feeling. Now, again, sinking down has those like negative connotations, but if you're scared and you're flying, mm-hmm. the feeling of floating down to the ground is a really calming Mm -hmm. you know the word is grounding grounding um that's funny i was just talking earlier about how you're like gravity for me yeah we talk about it like gravity a lot and i think in in willy wonka Um, when like they're freaking out because they're gonna get up and get chopped by the by the fan at the top of the fizzy lifting drink room uh once they realize they can start getting back on the ground that sense of relief Uh you know is 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 so comforting obviously yeah, now I'm thinking about all those space movies where the astronauts oh, get like stuck gravity. in space. Yeah, like Gravity oh. um, or Apollo 13 where they like they went all the way out there and they're trying as hard as they can to get back to the ground, you know, um, to get back to gravity, to get back to where they are held. Yeah. You know, oh, I was just rereading um, The Distance to the Moon the other day yeah i know it's an italo calvino story in cosmic comics um and i've been thinking a lot about the moon lately and some heavy things because of what i was talking about earlier and so i was rereading that story um and in it one of the characters ends up on the moon for a month and thinks he would like to stay there which is why he goes to begin with but then instead realizes he misses gravity um and he spends the whole month 
wanting to get back to it. And when he has the opportunity, the first chance, he leaps at it, even though he's leaving something else that he wanted because he mm-hmm. just wants the gravity back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because not many, not everybody can handle that feeling all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, some of the best people you can find in your life are the ones that as soon as you're around them you just feel settled and in yourself yeah but you people know? are afraid of that gravity feeling too because they're afraid well i'll never be able to you know jump again or feel yeah, anything you feel like that maybe yeah. afraid of being tied down but that's also or... to get back to the iron wine song okay you know that's part of uh, yeah i think about his guitar playing which is just perfect flawless gorgeous you know it's so steady but that just gives you this feeling of constant water you know Mm. it's so calming and steady and constant and gorgeous and he's so perfect Mm -hmm. it's like it's very very frustrating it doesn't ever he's not sometimes he does really complicated things sometimes he just does simple things but does them um so perfectly it's very frustrating for me to try to play like that i can't do it Mm. um but anyway you're saying that we usually do the songs that are about this later you know steady more uh, grounded stage of the relationship. Um, I was gonna play a song that was more about the butterfly-ish feelings, about like uh, all of a sudden realizing you can't stop thinking about a person, and it's it's Frank Ocean's "Thinking About You." <laughs> A tornado flew around my room before you came. Excuse the mess it made. It usually doesn't rain in Southern California, much like Arizona. My eyes don't shed tears, but body boy, when I'm thinking about you, who no no no. I've been thinking about you, you no no no. I've been thinking about you. Do you think about me still? Do you do you or do you not? say that because that's where it moves from that butterfly stage of things to no way there's more butterflies now because this is when he realizes he wants something serious and he doesn't know what she does you were cool enough to kick it got a beach house i could sell you in idaho since you think i don't love you i just thought you were cute that's why i kiss you got a fighter jet i don't get to fly it though i'm lying why do you like that one? Uh, because he's, he realizes that she's not taking him seriously yet. She doesn't really know that he's that into her, and she's dismissing what he's doing to show that he's serious by being like, ah, he's just he's not that into me. Yeah, um, and he's like, no, I'm for real. Um, and he's he's love, like predicting or hoping that when she gets that he's for real, yeah. that she'll be for real too. You know. I love how this part he does the falsetto singing. Um, sounds so different from the swagger of the verse part. Is something Frank Ocean always does really well. Is has these different voices. How you feel? You know you were my first time. A new. <laughs> he rhymes feel with feel, but you know what? There's other words. Yeah. So I'm not into that, but that's okay. <laughs> but so, you know, he's kind of in between rapping and singing yeah. and crooning sometimes. Yeah. And um, all those kind of feel like his different personas, right? Yeah. And so from that. And they're all him. They're all him. And they're so from that kind of way more confident sounding um, kind of more towards rapping verse part to the this falsetto singing part where you're doubting, wait a second. Are you not thinking the same thing as I am? Because mm. you know, mm-hmm. that part is pure doubt, right? Right. So that's a lot of what happens in your head, right? Where you go from one sense of—I I definitely have that. Where there's my my more certain, sure voice, and then there's my other anxiety-driven voice that starts talking about other things or yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely have different feels yeah. and sound different. So I like the way he's able to create that with his voice. Yeah. So I love that, and I love that Frank Ocean song, and. I think that's one of my favorite things about Frank Ocean just in general too, that he's so, you know, hard to categorize and in, in the rap and R and B 
and everything else. And uh, uh, he's even pretty open about making his identity not super categorized either, which yeah, yeah, I, I like um, that he brings that to the genre. He's open. He's been open about his sexuality, which puts him like completely on an island in the world of hip hop. I mean, right. nobody else is close to that, as far as I know. And yeah, he does weird stuff. He plays games with things like he, his blonde album. Sometimes it was spelled with an E on the end. Sometimes it wasn't. And I've read all kinds <laughs> of things about what that means. And um, anyway, he, I, I think he's like definitely one of the most interesting artists making music now. And so, but I didn't. And then I was going to do that song. And then I heard a new one. Wait, what? <laughs> I heard there's a new Frank Ocean song that he, he kind of surprise dropped a week ago. You just two. surprise dropped me. I, no, I'm sort of dropping. <laughs> surprise dropping. <laughs> um, Wait, so we're doing a different song. That yeah, I don't want to actually doing? do that song. Oh. That, was, that was the Frank Ocean teaser. Um, that was it. Okay. So this song, I, I heard it's the new song. <laughs> Well, it was because, you know, again, we're always sponsored by Spotify and I was like, I wanted to <laughs> They're not giving pull us up, money, FYI. Um, pull, <laughs> pull up Spotify's um, to listen to uh, Thinking About You, again, that Frank Ocean song. And then I saw that there was a new release like last week that I hadn't heard about yet. Um, so that's that's this. It's called Provider. I've never heard this. Cool. So, okay. Yeah. Surprise drop. World premiere for Laura. <laughs> <laughs> Memo finished, start acting out if I don't see him soon. Yeah, my best friend ain't begging out of still on sight, fool. I'm the only one out here on the night loose. I'm the only one out here on the night loose. I don't really know what he's talking Trophy about. Still light, but yeah. I need a race Sounds cool. And more about the course. And these medals right. on my body break light. And these reds on my body break light. New man coming up ahead on his own too. You a natural blondie like Goku. Sleeping on my belly in a loop like a serpent. Talking heads rippling on the surface. Eyes low, chin, every shoe gazer. Moonwalking, I ride peace, Stanley Kubrick. You would do some birthdays, could you prove it? Show me the wisdom in your movement. Show me some wisdom in your movement. Feelings you provide, feelings you provide. I know. Okay, so I really love that chorus. Tell as, me what you hear. As far it. as the verse, um, I'd have to use genius.com for it. I have no idea. Like he, Frank Ocean makes a ton of allusions and references. A lot of them are self-referential to other things in his lyrics and just all kinds of pop culture. There, um, but there is a cool thing in there that I like about um, at the beginning. There's all this car stuff that I don't really get, but um, he's not a car the, guy. No, he talks about sleeping on my belly in a loop like a serpent. Uh-huh. You know that image of the serpent eating its tail. Okay. Um, so what's uh, sleeping on his belly? I think a person, uh-huh. but like all curled up, uh-huh. um, and it reminds him of that image. And I don't know everything about the meaning behind that, but um, I don't know. That could be something to look into. Uh-huh. Um, What's that? Why do you like it? Though? Oh, um, I don't. Well, first of all, it's not very often you hear the word belly in a like hip hop song. Right. It's just like makes him sound so sensitive <laughs> to me. Sleeping on my belly, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay. That's so sweet, and it's a sweet image of somebody like curled up on you. Um, and then I don't, I don't really know. I don't have a connection to that that uh, serpent eating its tail image. But um, you have a connection to the sweetness of watching someone sleep near you. Yeah. Okay. Um, and someone, then I don't know who. <laughs> Any could be on That's just a nice feeling. Um, and uh, and the there's like this R.I.P. Stanley Kubrick and the Moonwalk. Like that, you know, he might be one of those um, silly conspiracy theorists who thinks that Stanley Kubrick um, filmed the moon landing. But I also know he's a big Stanley Kubrick fan, so I'm not sure what that's about. Okay. Um, but the um, the chorus of provide me. Uh, what is it? Um, oh, here. Feelings of pride. I know, I know, feelings I, feelings I know, I know, feelings you provide, feelings you provide, I know, 
because he's talking about so feelings you provide there's feelings you provide and he says feelings I know um, and to me it makes me feel about there are feelings I have that I know about because you provide them to me mm. you give me all those feelings and that's the only reason I know about them and it's called provider and it's about uh-huh. this loving relationship and I think that's such a clever and profound tri- um, twist, twist on what it means to be the provider yeah. in a relationship Right. You know, it's not about goods or money or anything. It's like we we provide each other with the opportunity to feel things and to and to know more feelings than we ever could before. You know, we're giving each other new you know colors to our rainbows or uh, meaning. Yeah. Experience. Isn't right. That, isn't that something? Yeah. Especially, it's also you know gender flip at least. Um, I mean, you're saying they do it for yeah. each other, but you know, generally the in a heterosexual relationship the man's the provider right yeah um but and, and it's about material substance and instead he's calling her the provider well, um, he does he's not always thinking about heterosexual relationships also true yeah right absolutely and then changing what the substance that matters that's being provided in a relationship um, yeah. is really cool yeah <laughs> really much better uh thing to be focusing on an exchange between two people in a loving relationship yeah yeah, I think so too. And especially just in this, again, like why Frank Ocean is so amazing to be in this world and be open about sexuality and be op- and to make the focus of the relationship the opposite of things and money, which is the focus of so mm-hmm. many lyrics, you know, in R&B and hip hop that, um, you know, make it hard for me sometimes to like really want to keep listening to it, mm-hmm. even if I love what they're doing for other reasons. Mm-hmm. Um so I can listen to this. I might listen to this a lot over and over and over again. Yeah, that's generally what you do when you find Frank Ocean's new stuff. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's been a year since Blonde and Endless came out. And uh, yeah. I, I think also the idea of trying to break apart what it is that attracts you to another person, why you want to keep spending time with somebody, uh, this idea that when I'm with you, you make me feel feelings I didn't know about before. And... And now I understand them and I got them from you, right? Yeah, Uh, it's pure gratitude. It is. And it's also a a really critical explanation, I think, about why um, you find certain people and you just want to spend all your time with them. You know, they they give you a feeling that you don't get when you're with other people. And that is, uh, sometimes that's not anything you can do, right? There's just certain people that do that and certain people that don't, right? So he's saying, like, you, when I'm with you... Mm-hmm. you make me feel things that i want you know yeah. that's just you your essence does that to me feelings you provide uh-huh. feelings i and then i love that too how you can't even put to words like feelings you provide feelings i <laughs> just <laughs> their feelings like that at a certain point you can't say anything about them right yeah i just i feel them <laughs> like it's i amazing. have feelings i'm feeling them yeah i know <laughs> them you. i know them because you provide them i mean like oh that makes so much sense to me um, and for me and you also, uh-huh. I mean, you've, I, I've, uh, you know, didn't grow up being as verbally expressive about emotions, mm. um, especially negative ones. Mm-hmm. Um, you're saying I'm verbally expressive about negative emotions. It does sound like I just said that, doesn't it? <laughs> Laura's always bitching about stuff. <laughs> I'm so grateful for you teaching me how to complain about stuff and that it's okay to all the time. <laughs> That's not what I meant. She's very verbal about her negative emotions, everyone. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was trying to be like the nice I was trying to say the nicest thing. And oh, and out. I heard I heard something that wasn't that nice. <laughs> Surprise. Oh, yeah. You sold it on yourself. Um well, Yeah. What what <laughs> What I was trying to say was I'm grateful to you for uh-huh. um uh so if it's not just giving me feelings that I've never felt before it's um feelings that I now know how to like actually feel because we're able to talk about them and feel them are you saying sometimes they might be good feelings I think I'm saying sometimes they might be good feelings yeah <laughs> oh okay <laughs> so can do you think can we play like a little more of this made me think of another Frank Ocean song oh my goodness we're doing <laughs> Frank Ocean trio right now Boom. Because... Uh, um, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, you know... You can't just listen to one Frank Ocean No, we song. can do whatever we want. 
Because then I started thinking about, well, is that the best Frank Ocean love song? And he has a lot. Um, and so I want to play um, some of this other song called Pink and White. Here's a little more Frank Ocean. Oh, yeah, that was like a bee swarm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never heard this before either. That's the way everything <laughs> goes. Every time we've no control. If the sky is pink and white. If the ground is black and yellow. It's the same way you showed me. Nod my head, don't close my eyes. Halfway on a slow move. It's the same way you showed me. Fly, then you feel south Up north, it's getting cold soon The way it is, we're on land So I'm someone I hold true Keep you cool when it's still alive Won't let you down when it's all ruined Just the same way you show me Show me You showed me Okay, so one thing that I, one reason I actually am listening to a lot of Frank Ocean this week is actually a lot of his lyrics. You just heard him say in the wake of a hurricane, and he does mention Katrina in a lot of his. I think mm. he was in New Orleans at the time, oh, and then yeah. had to go to Houston right. to avoid, you know, Katrina um, damage. Hmm. And um, so, you know, we're, this is September 2nd, uh, Hurricane Harvey uh, just happened. And so, yeah, he's just always kind of little references like that pop up mm-hmm. all the time. Um, well, and I, I think I've been just that metaphor of being in a big storm and how that causes a, a shift, you know. Mm-hmm. You can't just ignore that. that. That changes things. You have to just accept that. I think he gets that metaphor. He's talking about tornado in the first one, right? right. Oh, yeah. Tornado in my room. Yeah. And then, so in this chorus, he says, um, you showed me love, glory from above, Regard, my dear, it's all downhill from here. So let's save the it's all downhill from here part. But I just, first of all, he talks about you showing me love and that's glory from above, kind of something we've talked about before in terms of, you know, I, God is love. Mm-hmm. It's something a lot of people talk about. Right. That's why we didn't invent God is love. But um, that when you have... We're profound. <laughs> when you have, um, you know, real love, it feels like that's, you know, something divine like that comes from somewhere divine or right. channeling something divine. Right. And you find um, that in another person, and that's like the best. Right. Yeah. And then once again, you know, he says, regard, my dear. I just love that fancy old timey language, you know, in the midst of this, you know, he's dropping all these, you know, hip hop references. And then he says, regard, my dear. <laughs> like, Goshen is the best. And, um, Are we in my visiting room right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's something like from a you know, uh, Jane Austen novel. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> It took me a, a long time to think of uh, Jane, Austen. Jane Austen's name. Oh, you only find is an English teacher. <laughs> I never taught Jane Austen. Anyway, <laughs> it's all downhill from here is a strange one where uh, like there's just doubt all the time in uh-huh. face you know, and like depression all the time uh-huh. popping up and things. Uh-huh. So um, I don't necessarily connect to those parts of it. Okay. But again, the doubt that things can't possibly stay this good. You, you maybe can. Oh, I can. Um, <laughs> Do you think? <laughs> Oh, no, I don't know you that well. I'm familiar <laughs> with that fear. <laughs> so, so yeah. But the other thing he does that reminds me of something we were talking about a lot recently. Um, so in the verse, he says, that's the way every day goes. Every time we've no control. If the sky is pink and white, if the ground is black and yellow. Why is the ground black and yellow? I think it's a uh, highway. Oh, okay. Maybe. Or he's in Pittsburgh and <laughs> it's Steelers country. <laughs> or Iowa. Iowa State. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's a guy at the restaurant this morning that was uh, drunk and wearing an Iowa State jersey, and he said, the "Not Iowa State, things. Iowa." Iowa, I, I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. Iowa, don't know. <laughs> oh, my. that's so funny you say that because at, at bedtime tonight, I told Isaac the well, Delaware, New Jersey, Idaho, Alaska line, and he was, what line is this, darling? Well, Delaware, her New Jersey, Idaho, Alaska. <laughs> Yeah, and did had, our seven-year-old appreciate that joke? He was, he was muttering it to himself over and over yeah, again. He was. 
<laughs> That's good. I'm going to tell mom that later. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway. He's going to deliver it at the most annoying time, and he's going to be so excited to get my reaction. Oh, I'm well. going to have to call up some. <laughs> so... Anyway, this idea we were yes. talking about, getting back to the more serious things also. About, Nothing is like, more serious than our <laughs> seven-year-old's joke telling. This is serious. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> oh, the ground, black and yellow. Black and yellow ground. No, the idea the of that we've... Yeah, but okay. I, don't, I don't really know. Over, but, fine, fine. Whatever. <laughs> you didn't. I was wondering, like, is she going to say it? You know, could just, she just... Because I don't think she meant to say that when she said fine, fine. No, but then it had to be finished. Oh, shoot. That's the first time that happened. I wonder if that's going to be a thing. It's not the last time. If you can get through 45 minutes of us, (laughs) by the end, someone's going to work fine, fine, whatever, into conversation. Oh, God, that's so dorky. Did you say, oh, nice. Super serious reference. Um, What are you trying to say, dear? (laughs) I'm listening. I am. The idea that... uh, Every single day is the same. We can't, what does he say again? We can't, um, every time we have no control uh-huh. if the sky is pink and white or not. So I just, you know, so we, most people love pink clouds, pink and white. That's a gorgeous image, mm. but we can't control that. No. Um, and every day is the same thing. Like every day, seriously, I still don't have control over whether there's going to be pink clouds tonight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Are you calling bullshit? Yeah. Like every day is it like again today? Really? Come on. I feel like, when am I going to have some control? When do I get to be in charge of when how When do I get to be in charge? Uh-huh. Speaking of our seven-year-old, it's yep. one of the things that makes him impossible is because yes. he can't wait. He really yeah. feels like he should be in charge of everything that happens. He's still in a goddamn river today because he <laughs> will not listen at all to anyone else tell him what the rules are. And he is like, no, I know everything. <laughs> He's like, we're like, okay, you can be in this area here, this area here. Okay. And he goes right to the edge. And then 10 minutes later, he's just completely off the area, slipped on a rock, fell into the river. And he was really proud of himself because he swam to safety. Um, (laughs) And and I was like, you should never have been there to begin (laughs) with. So I'm not celebrating that at the moment. Anyway, his, his frustration with not being in control is I think universal. Um, And what he said, what Frank Ocean says in the lyrics then is um, after that is it's the same way you showed me. Nod my head, don't close my eyes. It's the same way you show me. And there, yeah, according to Genius, he may be talking about some, you know, explicit sexual things there. But if you think of it a little more kind of big picture romantically, it he says, the way it is, we're on land. Still, I'm someone to hold true. Keep you cool when it's still alive. Won't let you down when it's all ruin. Hmm. So, yeah, we can't control everything. But you still showed me how to just kind of go with it. You know, mm-hmm. don't close my eyes, like stay mm-hmm. there and look at you and remember that you're there and you're right. I am here. You're here. Um, so we can't control if it's, we're going to be looking up at the pink and white clouds or just staring down on a black and yellow street. Maybe it's yeah. that. I don't know. We don't get to count on a future necessarily. Right. But we're here now. Yes. And in this moment, I know this. Yeah, and you showed me. That's what he says in the chorus. Just the same, you showed me. You showed me love, glory from above. So again, if I stop before the it's all downhill from here line, uh-huh. that's very beautiful. <laughs> um, and uh, again, I mean, kind of like the Iron and Wine song too, of like, stuff is scary, uh-huh. but let's not close our eyes. Oh, he even says that too, right? Eyes wide open, yeah, naked as we came. Right. You know? well, and you know, even with the it's all downhill from hill line, like you can read it as, you know, everything's going to fall apart and there's devastation ahead but you can also read it as there's nothing better than that feeling Mm, yeah now we get to coast Um, yeah or at least sure now that's that's not what i was thinking i was thinking about i was still thinking about it's all downhill from here as like nothing is as good as that um which doesn't mean you can't revisit it but just that like that's the peak (laughs) like this is the best but what you're saying no maybe that is what he means though maybe it just means now we we did the hard part oh we came together he actually does have songs about biking as a metaphor there's a song called biking i think does he have a song about biking during a natural disaster like a hurricane or a tornado. <laughs> Probably. While loving someone and being fluid in your gender and Frank Ocean, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> See, you, that's why we had to listen to three Frank Ocean songs to get the full the medley. <laughs> well, he's pretty complex. He's a very complicated dude. It's good stuff. Yeah. All right. We should cut it. Um, Do you have anything else? 
I think that um, I just wanted to say some things about a little bit of what we were talking about at the beginning, just like part of why I was really wanting to do this tonight, record tonight, and share some of our thoughts and ideas and um, think a little bit about uh, a person I know that passed away. Um, I've been thinking about trying to take advantage of the moment, recognize what you have in the moment, and uh, just really being present and doing what you can to bring light when you can, um, help someone out where you can. Um, and, and that's, I think, a big part of what we've been concentrating on. Our energy in this project has been about like trying to put some light out we talked about that a little in our last episode and yeah. i just i'm really grateful that people are letting us know that for some people it's uh having an impact that that's why i'm sitting here right now so but just thinking about that is something i just want to say thanks thanks everybody Who's going first? <laughs>